To those of you who don't know me, I'm John, John Heath. Uh, my parents are Pastor Brian and Lynn, uh, and I've been a part of this church all my life, and it's been a real pleasure to grow up and be able to, most of you, grow alongside you and be nurtured by some of you and uh, told off and all those things. But uh, it's, it's been a real pleasure to be a part of this house, and um, I just want to say that I really, uh, really love this place on on mum and dad, and, and just want to say that I really don't take this lightly uh, to be able to to be able to speak up here because um, it's something that mum and dad have really built, uh, particularly over the years, with a real uh, just a heart for, to see this place sail, transform the nation, transform. They really carry you guys and this nation in their heart. So. Um, I just really want to, yeah, just want to say that I've taken time this week to really, to, to go through a message, but also to, to intercede for you guys, because I believe God is speaking in this time. Um, and uh, I really believe that He's speaking in this time and this time of fasting and the time of uh, going through the Our Father prayer is, it's not just a, a prayer and it's not just something we're doing as we normally fast, but there's a real reasoning behind it. And... Um, so I just really wanted to, 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 to share that, that I've taken you know, real time to, to look into the Word and ask God for what He's doing, what He's uh, wanting to do in this season. And uh, so I really just believe that God wants to really, wants us to share an intimacy with Him in this time. So I really believe that what Heidi said there uh, at the end, you know, at, as she was speaking uh, while we were worshipping, I just really felt God just really bringing an intimacy real intimacy into, into the worship. And I really believe that that's gonna be a, a normal thing going forward. And we need to prioritise an intimacy with our Father. Because when you pray that prayer, the Our Father, it's like you're, you're, you're speaking to our Father in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. And I really believe those words there are a really important piece. You know, uh, I really, when I was going through that, and when I was asking God, what is it you wanna reveal to me? I really felt him say, I'm bringing you closer and I wanna share an intimacy with you. And uh, so I really wanna hone in on that word intimacy this morning because I really believe it's important to share that intimacy with him, amen. Just a few things that God's really put on my heart. So the Father is aligning us um, with our, the our Father prayer is aligning us with our Father in heaven. So it's time for us to get in line with what God wants. For a long time we have done what we want, what the world wants, but the church and His people have been slaves to the world. So God is redirecting us, redirecting the focus back to where it needs to be, which is in this Our Father prayer. So Heidi really nailed it down well. You know, it shows us how to treat people. You know, it, it tells us who, who God is, who our Father is in heaven. But it's like at times, for the last long while, it's like Australia as a nation has really come away from where it needs to be. It's come away from uh, the listening and the hearing the Word of God that was built upon. So I really believe that in this season, it's important that we, we hear, but we listen. We can hear the Word of God and it can come through people, it can come through Scripture, it can come through revelation, and we can hear it, but we can flat out ignore the Word of God in our lives. Does that make sense? So I really believe in this season, God is calling this church through this prayer to really come back 
and understanding our Father and what it's there for, but understand and hear the Word of God and listen and build upon it. Does that make sense? So, you know, like I think in this season, it's important. It's really important to seek out relationships, seek out each other and, and listen to each other because it's that we can become very familiar in the house, in the church. You can see what gifts are upon others and you can choose and pick upon what words you wanna receive. But a lot of the time you can become so familiar that you often do not listen. So I really believe in this season, God is saying, particularly with your, your brothers and sisters and in, in the, the mother and father that is set upon you, in this time, it is important to listen. Listen and hear the Word of God because it comes through the ones that God has given us. It's all through the Bible. When God gives someone, He speaks through them. Amen. So I really believe that in this time, God is calling us to really uh, move together as a unit. There's been words of unity come over this place. We wanna build together. We wanna understand each other's gifts and we wanna build upon those gifts and we wanna empower each other. But I really believe as a nation, as a church, we have not been listening. So in this season, we need to listen. So when we don't listen, there is a cost. When God is speaking in His house, and we are not listening, there is a great cost. Hebrews 3.16 says, for, for who having heard rebelled? Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? But to those who did not obey, so we see they could not enter because of unbelief. So sometimes it's like we can, we can have the Word of God delivered to us. So Moses, he led the people out of Egypt, powerful. God revealed Himself to him and led them out of Egypt. But then they got out there and they got onto their own things and own beliefs, disbelief, because when you, when you vary, when you come outside of what God has directed and He's given in an assignment, it's like you don't understand it. You come out here and you're, you're away from the covering, you're away from where God is moving and you don't understand it. Then it's like disbelief or there's no faith in it. So the, the Israelites came out in a powerful way but then they roamed around for 40 years because they had disbelief. So I really believe that it's important, it's really important to understand and hear what God is saying in this season because there is a great cost. There is a great cost. Luke chapter eight, verse 18 says, Therefore take heed how you hear, for whoever has, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he seems to have will be taken from him. And I've seen this a lot throughout my life. People can have gifts and they can enter into domains where they, it's like they're blessed in that area, they have gifts, but then it's like, it's like the Tower of Babel. They can veer away from it and they can think they can build it on their own. And then it's like, God's like, I'm gonna take this away because you're not building accurately and according to the purpose that I have given. So I really believe it's, it's so important. It is so important that when the, when the press comes, that we listen. 
There's a lot of the times when in relationships with my friends and, and families, when there's friction there, I always go, all right, God, what are you doing? And it's like, as soon as I change my mentality and my capacity to hear, then the Word comes. So I just wanna encourage you with that. So I also wanna say that coming into this season, it's important to know that you have been chosen. Amen. So just a few things that God revealed to me. So it can, it can be like, you can look out at what's going out in the world and you can go, whoa, man, there is some giants. There is some really intimidating forces going on out there. And it can be like you get discouraged. You get discouraged and you, there's unbelief. But God has set you and I aside for this, this time and purpose. And he's revealing the assignment. He's given assignment to men around us. And uh, I just wanna encourage you that God wants to do something in you. You can often think that it's Pastor Brian, he's the arrowhead leader, it's his assignment. I'm just doing my thing. Wrong. So wrong. God has given you skills, gifts, abilities to dream, to, to work and all these things. But it's like times you can, you can sit down and you can put those out yourself. You know, you can put those out yourself. So I wanna encourage you, as I'm saying this, this is something that's caught, amen. So God wants to use you. He wants to do something powerful in you. He wants that fire to come alive on the inside of you so that you can move forward in the things He's given you. He's ordained you. He's set you apart. Even before He knew you in your mother's womb, He'd set you apart for a purpose. So when you come into alignment with the assignment that God has given to a man and you follow as that body of Christ, God can open up things over your life. So it's where if God's called you to this place, He's, he's called you to join in on the assignment that He's given to this house. You know, if we, if, we, if we veer in, we go off chasing other things and building our own towers of Babel, it's like our house will be built on the sand because He's called us to move in the assignment He's given for this house, but it's like we're deviating from it. Yeah. We're like, we're choosing to go and do our own thing because we think we can build it better. Does that make sense? So in this season, it's so important to honour the call of God on your life through the assignment that God has given to this house and to the mother and father, because they've built it with you in mind. They've built it with you in mind. Amen? You're not convinced. <laughs> so I just want to share about a few uh, men uh, who understood the assignment. So the, the, the title of this message is Sharing an Intimacy with Our Father. But when we share an intimacy with Him, we will understand the assignment. So I really believe that there's heaps of men throughout the Bible, right? But these are just the ones that God spoke to me and... Um, so Moses, I really love this, this story. It's one of my favourites. Um, Moses met God in a powerful and intimate way. He shared a powerful relationship with God that delivered the Israelites from slavery. He had a powerful and intimate encounter that revealed an incredible assignment for a nation through one man. So as I said earlier, it can be like, this nation can, can seem like it's too far gone. Renee and Arnie, Aaron are 
laughing at me here. <laughs> it can seem like it can seem like it's too far gone. But when you look at this, God just showed up to this man that it was just like running in the wilderness and was like, hey, you wanna go save a nation? Like how cool is that? So sometimes we can be so discouraged that we can lose track of how quickly God can change the situation. We can build it up in our head to be so much bigger than it is. Oh, D Dan Andrews, we can't get him out, whatever, whatever it is. You can, build, you can look into these things and you can build your own reasons why this nation can't succeed. But you are the reason it can succeed because God, through the cross, has put you here to go out and build His kingdom. You know, there's not just one. There's, how many's in here, 100? So if Moses didn't respond to the call that was given to him, a whole nation would have suffered. Imagine that if he didn't, he didn't respond. So most know the story, but Exodus chapter three, verse one onwards. Now Moses was tending the flocks of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. Through this encounter, he went on and God literally revealed an assignment to him. So later on in that scripture, it says, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. And I've heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I've come to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to a good and large land, flowing with milk and honey. I really see a, like a close-knit comparison to that and to what God is speaking to us about in this time. I really do, because God clearly is speaking and He's giving an assignment to, to, to this house and to the mother and father. Do you agree with that? So it's important to really knit your hearts in with that, really knit in with it. What is it that I can do in this season to really see this come, really see this happen? So he says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you to a, to a land flowing with milk and honey. And it goes on a bit further down. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. So he's literally taking a man, he's sitting him aside and he's saying, here is the assignment. And I just see that, that's the cry of my heart is for you individually, I want you to understand the assignment that God has given you. But that flows into the assignment that He's given in this house. Amen, do you believe that? I want you to believe that. When I was a kid, my dad would always say to me, he'd say, what's God speaking to you about? What's God speaking to you about? At times, you just had to come up with something because he'd just keep pressing you. <laughs> he still does it, he still does it. I know he's probably, probably done it to all of you. But it, it, it taught me to dig deep and he would always say, God has called you for a purpose. He's called you to be different. And it's important to do that to your kids, but speak that to yourself because it drives the capacity on the inside of you. Through my life, I've gone through so much like people just coming up against me. Our family just attracts it. <laughs> but 
I've come up against so much in the schoolyard, in my workplace. It's like I just attract people who love to react to me and whatever. But if I didn't have this capacity and this belief on the inside of me that the, the assignment that I'm carrying is of God, then I would have fallen. I wouldn't be here. So it's important going forward, declare that over each other. Declare it over each other. Understand the power that's in it. Power is in the tongue. Life or death is in the power of the tongue. So whatever you speak behind closed doors, behind your brothers and sisters is probably what they're gonna feel. Amen? So you need to make sure that you clean that up. Honour your brothers and sisters and in this time, draw upon each other. Amen? So God assigned a, a man but he needed the people to obey. You know, so God gave an assignment, a blueprint. I'm gonna teach you, I'm gonna take you to Pharaoh. You're gonna do it. You're gonna be the man, boom. Heck yeah, let's go do it. <laughs> but then the people, it was a process of understanding that assignment themselves. They had to get on board with it. Imagine if a man just said, hey, I'm gonna leave you, lead you to the prime minister and we're just gonna go do it. You'd probably be like, Whoa, all right, let's do it. But it can be like that, you know, so you've got to really understand it. You've got to get on board, share the vision, you know. I'm trying to think of that scripture. Without vision, the people perish, I think it is. You know, so I reckon mum and dad, they're great at it, sharing vision. But sometimes we can just be like, yeah, I had a pretty rough sleep last night, so I'm just going to share that vision tomorrow, if that's all right. We can be like that. So God assigned a man, but he needed the people to obey. So through this process of Moses, when God provides an assignment to a man, he will provide the protection. So sometimes when we come into it, we're like, yeah, whoa, the assignment's come, let's go. But then the first little bit of pressure comes on, you're like, <laughs> I wasn't, no, nah, that was someone else. He gave that to someone else. But he will provide the protection. Amen? So a great example, when Moses responded to the call, he said, I'm gonna send the plagues. But he protected his people and he gave the arrowhead leader in Moses the assignment on how to lead the people so they were protected. So the, he said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a, send a darkness that's gonna take out the firstborn, you all know the story. But he gave Moses the blueprint. Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Oops, sorry, wrong one. He gave them the blueprint, so he said, take a lamb and mark the, the lentils of the, the doorway and I will pass over. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So in this season, I spoke about how there's a great cost. There is a great cost. When, when the people entered into, to, out of Egypt and wanted to go into the land, many of them perished because they lost their ways. But here God is literally speaking to a man and he's giving, the, giving him an assignment to get, lead the people into so they're protected. So the protection is in the house. It's in the assignment. Cling on to your arrowhead leader. 
because he's got the life, he's got the fruit, he's got the, the seed in that season that he wants to lead you into, but it's a protection for you. It's a, it carries a protection, amen? So later on, in that, in, you go down and, and, uh, and the Lord said to Moses, I'm gonna lead you out, we're going, people are following him, and then they come, they come out to the, to the sea. And everyone's like, whoa, there's an ocean here, there's all these chariots, they're coming, they're gonna get us. If I was there, I probably would have been packing as well. There's a whole army with who knows what coming for you. Sometimes it can feel like that in life. You respond to the, to the call of God and the assignment, and then you can see the enemy there. They're looking at you. They're looking at you in the eye. Amen? Who can resonate with that? But God had asked them to, He'd put them in that place. And so He says to Moses, tell the children of Israel to go forward, but lift up your rod, stretch out your hands over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea and indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on the dry ground and the waters were were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went after them to the midst of the sea, all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots and his horsemen. As the Egyptians rushed towards God's people, they would have felt fear. It would have looked like God had abandoned them. He'd lifted his hand. Sometimes it can look like God has lifted his hand, but this is where God is testing your faith. Amen. He tests our faith. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and when the morning appeared, the sea returned to its full depth while the Egyptians were fleeing into it. So the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. Then the waters returned and covered their chariots, the horsemen and all the army of Pharaoh that had came into the sea. It's a great example. It's a great example. So in this season, it is so important. If God has given you an assignment, He's given you an arrowhead leader, test it. That's what our spirit is there for. But get on board. If that's something that resonates in your heart, we need to get on board because there is incredible protection. Incredible protection. Pastor Brian, how do you reckon I can move through this? This is my barrier. This is my restriction. Sometimes you can go through stuff and you can feel shame. So you literally avoid all the people can help you. You're like, oh, damn, if I go over there, they're going to put their finger on it. It's probably right, but they're doing it through love. If they're not, then it's probably a bit inaccurate. But in this house, God has put leaders around each and every one of you that He's set there for a reason. He's set there for a reason. So if God's asking you to come into that place where you feel a bit vulnerable, that's where God does the most powerful works when our faith increases to see the assignment that it is given. So that's Moses. Other men who understood their assignment. Joseph. So Joseph shared an intimate relationship with God. He understood not only his own dreams, 
but the dreams of others around him. He walked in the influence of God and under his blessing. I really believe for me, like I just wanna walk in the influence of God. I wanna walk in his blessing. There's no protection outside of that. And uh, Joseph was a great example. When he was younger, God was revealing to him, you know, very prophetically, this is what I have for you. But Joseph was probably arrogant in the way that he understood it and worked it out and ended up getting sold, which was very rough. But then in Genesis chapter 41, this is after Joseph, Joseph has gone into prison and he's been there for ages. He's drawn out because there's a dream. Pharaoh has had a dream and no one can interpret it. <clears throat> Joseph says to, to Pharaoh, the dreams of Pharaoh are one. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years and the seven good heads are seven years. The dreams are one. And the seven thin and ugly cows which came up after them are seven years and the seven empty heads are blighted by the east wind are seven years of famine. Pharaoh says, inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in the regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, see, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. That's a pretty remarkable thing. Like he's been in jail as a bum. He's understood a dream that God has given to Pharaoh. He's, he's showed Pharaoh the assignment God has give, given. And then the next piece is, is remarkable. He, it goes on and... and uh, so when, when God gives an assignment, He will give the insight and provide the resources. So He revealed the assignment to Pharaoh through Joseph and then Pharaoh said, all right, I want you to carry out this assignment. How do we get through this? There's a, there's a seriously rough time coming. How do I get through this? So Joseph goes on and he comes up and he asks God and then he, it says here, now in the seven plentiful years, the ground brought forth abundantly. So he gathered up all food of the seven years which were in the land of Egypt and laid up the food in the cities. He laid up in every city the food of the fields which was surrounding, surrounded them. Joseph gathered very much grain as the sand of the sea until he stopped counting for it was immeasurable. So the famine came, was in all the lands, but in the land of Egypt, there was bread. That's incredible. So I can see right now, again, I think we're heading for really some turbulent times. The chain of, the resource chain is broken. We're entering into these times where it can be so easy for fear to overtake us. But what you need to know, and I'm gonna keep coming back to this, God has given you the assignment. He's given you the assignment. Come on, say amen. You, He's given you the assignment. Understand it, live it, breathe it.
the young people, it's like this next generation coming up, God has literally called you to carry this on. But all these labels and bits and pieces have been put on you that you've believed. These, these labels, oh, this generation's useless, technology, whatever. I'm part of that generation. I can see something powerful on the inside of you. And in this season, it needs to be something we work on together, listening to this generation because God has called them to really do a powerful, powerful thing. Sometimes we can listen to them, we can dismiss them. Dismiss our brothers and sisters. It's wrong. God speaks through them. I think of Mercedes. Whenever she prays, I'm like, God is speaking through her. And it's the same for all these ones, bits and pieces. God has given you powerful gifts that are for the assignment. I wanna see it. I wanna see you crying out because God is gonna use you. If we can have 120 Moseses and Josephs walking around, there is nothing that can stop us. Nothing. Amen? If Joseph wasn't listening, what is the cost? What's the cost? Are we listening? What's the cost? This is something we need to evaluate every day in our life. Dad says it, a fresh revelation each day of who he is, what he's saying, where is he leading you? If we don't listen, what is the cost? It's a generation, I'll tell you now, it's this nation. A nation that's going straight to hell. This prayer, the Our Father, I believe is, is resetting us because we've fallen so far away from the assignment, the basic assignment He's given us. Build your kingdom, build my kingdom. I'm gonna send you out, make disciples. Amen? When we pray this prayer, it's an intimacy we share with our Father in heaven. When we come into that place, we, we, are, we were grabbing hold of what these men did. Joseph was just walking, uh, Moses was just walking around fielding sheep and God says, hey, come into this cave, I'm gonna show you something awesome. So he goes in there, next thing he's approaching Pharaoh. We need to tune in because God wants to use you. I wanna break this, this barrier of you not believing God wants to use you. Zach, God has got so much in you, mate. There's, there's differences about you to other people and you're made like that in the image of Him. Amen? Each and every one of you. Break off this, this limitation that you, you, you don't understand or so I'm not, gonna, I'm, I'm not important in the assignment. I'm looking at each and every one of you and you're nervous because I'm gonna point you out. God wants to use you. I'm looking at all these, 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 the elders in this church and I think some of you have fallen into the pattern that we're outdated. You're not. We need you terribly. We need you terribly. I was at the, the funeral of Annie Mari this week and God just reminded me how much that woman had put into this house. Dad would, most Sundays, he'd give her the mic and be like, can you just pray? Because she carried, she carried a heart for this, this church and she was sowing seeds. I would listen because I was like, this woman has just got words of life. I didn't understand it as a kid, but I was catching it. 
So this limitation, this barrier in our minds, we need to break it. Right now, I, I pray that that will be teared down. Say that, I'm breaking the limitations right now. Amen, because God wants to use you. If you can get in on board with the assignment that He's given you, we can turn this nation back. And we need to believe it, our faith must be in Him. Our faith must be in Him and the assignment that He's given us, amen. So the last one, the book of Joshua. I love these stories, I love them. We used to watch, what is it, uh, Veggie Tales as a kid and they had all these, so I used to love it. Joshua was the man who God chose to continue the work of Moses. Moses led the people out of Egypt, but Joshua unlocked the promise. He had an encounter with God that set in place the assignment that took down Jericho. He literally comes to him in chapter one, verse two, and says, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people to the land which I am giving to you, the children of Israel. Again, God has given us the assignment for this nation. Goes on in chapter five, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked and behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or for our adversaries? He said, no, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped and said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? I've seen dad and mum countless times with this. God, what do you wanna say? They acknowledge, you know, gifts on men of God and they say, I know there's something on you. Where, where to from here? I love the response in Joshua. Love it. So for Joshua, this is, this is the, the characteristic. When God provides an assignment, he will provide the blueprint if we listen. Again, listening, we must listen. Chapter six, see I have given Jericho into your hands. It's king and the mighty men of valor, you shall march around the city. All you men of war, you shall go all around the city at once. This you shall do six days and seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times and the priests shall blow their trumpets. It shall come to the pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn and when you hear the sound of the trumpet that all the people shall shout a great shout then the wall of the city will fall flat and the people shall go up, every man straight before him. That's an incredibly detailed assignment. But it wasn't just for Moses, he's like, I want the people to march around and I'm gonna give you that land. It is so important to listen. 
Because God is often directing, He's often giving you the assignment. Sometimes it asks of us to step into uncomfortable territory, vulnerable territory. You think about David when he was before Goliath, no one else had, had, had faced up to that battle, had no armour on. That's pretty incredible, but he would have been vulnerable. And it's in that place that God used him powerfully. So in this circumstance, if, God, if Joshua didn't respond accurately and didn't understand and didn't listen, if he didn't say, all right, all right, use me, where to from here? Then again, the people would have suffered. Giants in the land. Amen. Sometimes it can look like Jericho in our lives. When Jesus came, he presented himself on earth. He came with a purpose. He came with a knowing of who he was and what he was sent to do. God sent him on an assignment. He knew his father. He knew who his father was. And he shared that intimacy with him. They were the one person. There's a great link between this prayer and what we're going, on, going through now. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus dwelt on earth and transformed the earth as he walked it. He performed miracles as they were in heaven. It was literally the walking heaven on earth. He is the answer. Jesus is the answer. He was the walking proof of this prayer. When he, just, when he taught the disciples to pray, he was giving them the assignment. He was teaching them. Heidi unpacked it well. It shows us who he is, who we are, and how we relate to others. Simple. When we understand the assignment given by our Father in heaven, through our arrowhead leaders, we will walk in his influence. We are operating under his blessing. I wanna say God wants to bless you. What is stopping you from walking under his blessing? Jesus did not deviate at all from what God sent him to do. Signs, miracles and wonders. I wanna see that in this house, this can happen. It's all about our response to the call. Most importantly, if Simon is good, it's important, that's how we work out the outwork, but some of us have fallen away. We've fallen away from where God has called us to be. Some of us have known him, fallen away from the direction. Some of us haven't known him, and we want to. So Jesus is the answer. If you have lost sight or lost hope, if you have unbelief, lack of faith, then this morning is the morning for you to re renew your intimacy with him. We must start listening. We must start listening. If that's you, I'd love to see you respond this morning. If you wanna get on board with the assignment that God has for you, the purpose, the plan, the destiny that God has for you, 
I'd love for us to respond. Maybe as the, the worship team come and, and play, I'd love to just pray for you. If, if, that, if you feel that that is you, I'd love for us to be up the front or, or stand in, in where you're at. But I'd love to pray because God wants to change the way we're doing things. Part of that starts here. Do not, be, do not conform, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. We can often think wrongly and it's impossible for us to transform a situation if we don't respond accurately and that starts with the transformation of our mind. So I'm just gonna pray. If that's, if that's every eye closed, if that's you, if that's you and you feel hopeless, you feel lost in where you're at, you don't understand the times, you, you, wanna, you, you feel that, that urge to, 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 to come forward and to, to understand the assignment, I'm just gonna pray and I want you to just capture it. Lord God, we just thank you for what you've done in this place today, for what you're doing. Lord, and I thank you for each and every person that has responded today, Lord God. I just pray that you'd reveal yourself to, to those in a, in a powerful way, Lord God. In the, in the night hours, I can, I can see God revealing Himself to you. And I can see that you're tuning your ear in, you're tuning your frequencies into His frequencies. God, I just pray that you'd reveal to these people dreams. Give them understanding like Joseph, Lord. Lord God, where there's barriers, Lord God, I ask that You'd remove the barriers. Where it's a test for us, Lord God, I ask You'd give us the capacity to move through the barriers. A lot of you, you're thinking, I'm walking into uncertain times. That's what it feels like. That's how the world wants you to feel. You're not walking into uncertain times. God has chosen you. He's picked you with a plan and a purpose, all you need to do is respond. Lord, give me the understanding for your assignment. That needs to be the cry of our heart. Lord, give us the understanding. Give me the fire, Lord God. Put the people around me that I need. He's doing that, but we need to respond. So Lord God, I just pray, I pray for protection. Lord God, I pray for a real capacity to, to hear Your Word, follow Your Word. Lord God, the footsteps that You've put before them. Lord God, I ask that You'd give them the, the direction, Lord God, the insight, Lord God, to be able to see that. Lord God, where there's been scattered mentalities and mindsets, depression, Lord God, I ask You'd remove it, replace it with identity, Lord God. There's a generation with lack of identity. Lord God, give them identity in You, Lord God. Give them an understanding of why You created them. Why You created them, how You created them. Lord God, help them to see, Lord God, themselves how You see them, not how the world sees them. Remove the labels, Lord God, that has been put on them. The brokenness, remove the brokenness, Lord God. Allow us to move through the brokenness so it becomes an experience 
from an experience to a testimony. Lord God, we ask for the power of the cross to be revealed on an intimate and personal level. Every day, Lord God, give us an understanding and a fresh revelation of who You are and what You did. I thank You in Jesus' Name, Amen. Might be good if maybe we all stand and maybe just go through whatever you got. Just as we're doing that, make sure you're just seeking out that intimacy with Him. That's where He reveals the assignment, an intimate place with Him. Amen. Thank you.